will never be good. They will never be great. And they're a never-ending headache for their fans. Joe Rigotti, hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. No, no, no. Stick around. Hang out with us. Cool. Yeah, we'll stay and hang around with you. It's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. How do you go out and get Kawhi Leonard and get Paul George and put together the roster that the Clippers have and have everybody declare that you're going to win an NBA championship and you're about to flame out in the first round of the playoffs with home court advantage after you flamed out in the NBA bubble last year in Orlando. What is wrong with the Clippers? I mean, it's it would be embarrassing if it wasn't so common and expected now. And that is what makes it funny. I'm Ken Levick. It is Ken Levick Alive. He is my radio life partner, Coquel. We are here with you until 1 o'clock. Uh, the Anna Jar and Levine uh, Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, right off the Intracoastal. Joe Rigotti, as he does on Wednesday, he's pushing the buttons and hitting the levers and getting us through what the uh, circus that is this hour that we put on. Uh, Coquel, last night, watching Luka Doncic just carve up, I mean attack, I mean kill, I mean embarrass and humiliate the top defense in the NBA was... Truly amazing. And you have someone like Patrick Beverly, who has never seen any trash talk that he's not going to try and take advantage. Someone that has leaned on being elite defender. Someone who has leaned on being a pest. Someone who has made a career out of being the shutdown defender. And Luca just swatted him away over and over and over again like he was just a little small fly, driving right past him to the basket, hitting floaters over him, hitting fadeaways over him. And all of a sudden, the L.A. Clippers are down 0-2 going to Dallas in their first-round playoff series. And what makes this even funnier, I want to go back to July 24th of 2019. It was a much simpler time where a fairly new owner named Steve Ballmer had taken over the club, uh, saved the franchise that was shamed by the previous owner's racist indiscretions. Yet, this was the celebration, and Steve Ballmer is very energetic. This was the celebration as Kawhi Leonard and Paul George sat behind him at their introductory press conference. I have these notes, but I got to say, I'm just fired up to be here today. It's pretty cool. Pretty damn cool. Woo! The best part of that is sort of the uncomfortable applause as people are like, oh, my God, he's going crazy. Like, should we do something? Should we applaud, too? What's happening? Like, yeah, he, those are reporters. It's, yeah, not, it's, yeah. not, it's not like a uh, team function where you have to. Right. You know, when, right. when, when your boss gives a speech no one's and you there, have to clap. Right. No one's there to have a party. Everyone's there to talk to Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. And everybody. Play off P. Like, everybody just sort of, because Ballmer was so insane and started clapping and woo. 
Like they're like, wait, do we clap here? What what's the proper protocol in this spot? But the LA Clippers, again, with Balmer, who you know he's gonna spend a ton of money. He's trying to build them a new arena. He gets Paul George. He gets Kawhi Leonard. They team up. And remember, that was at about the same time that the uh the discussion about uh Kyrie. And Kevin Durant and the Nets were coming together and you had these superstars getting together. And that is how uh, the, the Clippers countered with Kawhi and Paul George. That's significant. Kawhi, the MVP, brought a championship to Toronto. And now, after missing the finals last year, they're down 0-2 after being outplayed not just a little bit, but a lot of bit by the Dallas Mavericks. The LA Clippers are... Maybe the most unfortunate team in sports. They're never going to realize greatness. Like, at what point? They even had the Chris Paul years and the Blake Griffin years those and the DeAndre fun, Jordan those years. Were fun and they teams, were fun but... and they were competitive, but they couldn't get over the hump. I mean, they won a playoff series in that span and it turned into a big deal. They can't even do that outside of a bubble with Kawhi and Paul George. They are not going to win this series against Dallas. Not against Luka. That's a done deal. The Clippers are so unfortunate. They're so unfortunate. It's like the kid in high school that you see, and he's got like the weird wispy mustache, and he smells a little weird, and you're like, it's kind of unfortunate. That was me. That's why I can say it. Um, (laughs) Did you have the little mustache? I did not have the wispy mustache, but trust me, I did not have a lot going for me. I tried to grow the chin goatee, like just the chin. (laughs) I pulled that move. Not a good move. Let's go, Coquel. Actually, I had gigantic ears, and all my clothes just hung off of me because I couldn't find anything that fit me because I was like 120 pounds. (laughs) Because you were just too big for five T's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I refused to buy boy clothes, right? So uh, that's how I was unfortunate. But the Clippers are there that they're so unfortunate they're never gonna win anything but it got me thinking what are some of the most unfortunate sports teams because I would argue and yes it's fun that they're in the playoffs now but the Knicks that's an unfortunate team between that insane owner oh, and Dolan, Dolan somehow gets that Isaiah Thomas and which is Dolan not able to win first time in the playoffs. You know how hard it is to miss the NBA playoffs back to back years, let alone eight straight years like the Knicks did. Phil, and Phil Jackson sleeping on the job didn't help. Yeah, Phil Jackson. Yeah, sleepy Phil Jackson. Uh, he comes in and was nothing but a complete disaster. I mean, Coquel, I hate to continue piling on your teams, but the Jets, boy, are they unfortunate. I mean, we could go back decades uh, to how unfortunate they are. But just the pathetic level of these franchises. I mean, the Dolphins. The Dolphins are in this discussion. It's one thing to be really, really bad for a long time. It's another thing to be 8-8 for a really long time. And that's been the Dolphins. That's worse than being bad. Because now you're 8-8 every year and you're picking 15th in the first round. Like That's the apex of unfortunate. I'm sure a lot of you are fans of these teams. Teams that I haven't even thought of. Who are the most unfortunate teams in sports. I gave you a couple. You can tell me the same ones I gave you and tell me why you think they're so unfortunate. And you can... Unfortunate or just worst. Yeah, can we worst, just do worst, unfortunate, I like absolutely. Burying. I like burying teams. Who are the worst franchises in sports? Who are the worst teams in sports? And I'm not talking about just one singular moment, like you had a bad season. I'm talking like they never get it right. They can never get it right. I mean, me, I'm a White Sox fan. 
And they're always the number two team in Chicago. They only won one world championship in my lifetime. And now their manager that has a World Series capable roster, he doesn't want them to actually play and have fun and hit home runs. <laughs> like, how unfortunate is that? The White Sox are so unfortunate. Who are the worst? Who are the most unfortunate franchises in sports? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And you can tweet at the show, at ESPN West Palm. If you're a fan of one of these unfortunate, these pathetic, these worst teams, just feel free to vent. We're here for you. We're here to talk to you. And we're here to make you better, maybe. Because if you're a Clippers fan, I really don't know if I have anything that I can say that's going to make you feel better about that. But what are the worst franchises in sports? They just cannot ever, 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 ever get it right. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Um, I would think, Coquel, like the Lions. That's the Lions truly come right to your head. unfortunate, right? Because it's not just that... Um, they, they've had those 0-16 seasons. Um, it's also because even when they're good, they're not winning a playoff game. Their best players, some of the best players at their position of all time, Barry Sanders, mm-hmm. Megatron, they retire, they retire early, early yeah, to, right. to get out of the franchise. And then you get a franchise quarterback, and you've had a franchise quarterback, and you still can't do anything with him to the point that you hire a meathead to coach your team, and he says, you know what, I want, I, I want out of here. I'm gone. So then you have to say – all right, out of the goodness of our heart, because you were the only good thing going for us, we're going to send you to L.A. Who are the worst? Who are the most unfortunate? Who are the most pathetic franchises? Because the Clippers after last night, how can you deny it any longer? They try and try and try and try and try and try and try. It's not for a lack of trying, but they just don't win, and they never figure it out. 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, and don't forget, you can tweet at us at ESPN West Palm. Joe, Jeff is Jeff in West Palm. Jeff, you're on Ken Levick Alive kicking us off. What's going on, Jeff? Hey, guys, love the show. I'm an FAU alum, so I love what you do for FAU football. I do have to say, I really think that the Miami Dolphins, I love the Dolphins to death, but it's been sad. We're still living off the 72 <laughs> yes! undefeated season. Yes! We have, yeah, uh, we haven't been in the play, uh, we only been in the playoffs like three times since <laughs> the year 2000. Like, we've been mediocre for, you know, the past 20 years. Jeff, you're and living it, in my head, man. You're living in my head because you're exactly right, and these are the same things I think about every football season where I'm like, there's the expectation, and I feel like we've heard over the last five years, oh, this could be the best defense in the NFL, or this is when the Dolphins break through. And it always feels like they might because they're coming off of an 8-8 eight and eight season. So you feel like they're going to take that yeah. leap, and then that leap never comes. Yeah, so like, for example, 2003, we're ready. Ricky Williams goes on a sabbatical. <laughs> you know, we're ready to take a step forward in 2017. Tannehill gets injured uh-huh. in training camp. It's always something, and I just feel like, man, like, we have to start winning something because 72 is a long time ago. Thanks, guys. Yeah, they appreciate it, Jeff. And it, it does drive me crazy that the Dolphins never give us anything to get the old school Dolphins fans off of the 72 thing. There's got to be at some point, and I feel like this growing up in Chicago, like the Bears are, go through the same thing because everything is always 85 Bears, 85 Bears. 85 Bears, Jim McMahon, Walter Payton, Mike Ditka, the Koch. Like, it's just, it's, it's always the Bears. At some point, 
there's got to be a cutoff in the timeline when you can hearken back and say, ah, well, this team uh, needs to meet the standard of the 85 Bears or the 72 Dolphins. You can't, there's a certain point where you can't go back to that anymore. What do you mean, Namath and the Jets? What a, I mean, to predict the victory, what an organization. <laughs> Man, you get it doubly bad between the Jets, because going back to Namath, and the Knicks going back to the 70s, going back to Willis Reed. Like That's, that's what your franchises are hearkening back and to. And I'm an Islander fan who was born in 79, so yeah, until I turned four, they were dominant, and then they, they fell off the map <laughs> from that point Once you were actually you were able to wipe your butt is when they, <laughs> yeah. they, they stopped <laughs> winning. Mike Bossy wasn't quite pulling the, pulling the things for me anymore. <laughs> but speaking of local teams, let's just stay local. I know we love our cats and rats right now, but they've never won it. They've oh, never won a Stanley Cup. That's a perfect, perfect call because the, you're right. They haven't won it. They went to one final very early in their existence, and then it's been a whole lot of nothing to the point where, just like the Knicks, how hard it is to miss back-to-back playoffs in the NBA. The Panthers have somehow made it a habit of never making the playoffs in the NHL. Like it's they are never there. They've had three playoff appearances in They're under 500 the last decade. all They're under 500 all time. It's incredible. That is so unfortunate. You're totally right. That what are the worst franchises in sports? The Panthers is a great one. Jeff pontificating on the Dolphins is a great one and the Clippers are up there. It's clinched now. They're just flat out unfortunate and the worst and sad. Worst franchises in sports because the Clippers are there. 888-760-3776. I don't know if I'm shook because of the caller from yesterday, but I want to go another hockey team. And it's probably because of my trying to deflect away from the New York Jets. Uh-huh. But the Winnipeg Jets play in Canada and they stink at hockey. Like they're never good. The Winnipeg Jets. And never. So much ever. so that they had to move their team, yeah, and then whatever. they got the team back, and they're still bad. They're terrible. Yeah, like they're just—they're in Canada. You think of Canada, you're like, oh, Canada wins all the Stanley Cups. The Jets. Get rid of the name. New York Jets need to change it. It's the name Jets. It has to go away. Uh, you know what? I think you're onto something. If Winnipeg just changed the name, <laughs> get rid of the mascot because the, Jets the New York Jets can't win. It is the Winnipeg <laughs> Jets can't win. It is definitely a Jets thing. Uh. <laughs> I, I like that you have hockey PTSD over your football team for a team that you have no association <laughs> None, with whatsoever. Nothing at all. The LA Clippers have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, and they're down 0-2. This was the year they were going to win the championship. The Clippers never win anything. They never, ever, ever win anything. You're right. The Jets. That's just a name that's destined to lose there, now. Has there ever been a good Jets team in anything? Not since Joe Namath. Broadway Joe. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. The most unfortunate, the saddest teams in sports. Well, you uh, take the calls. I'll be looking up teams with the name Jets because that's where I'm now focused. So you've lost me for the rest of the show. <laughs> Who do we have, Joe? Sorry. Go ahead and show Howie. it to me again, Rogue. Uh, Howie and Jupiter. Howie, you're on ESPN 106.3. What's going on, Howie? Good afternoon. Good. Thank you. The worst, I think, is the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they had, they had in the 80s, there was a brief, brief moment. They should have won a Super Bowl and allowed a Joe Montana march down the field. And you're right, they're, they're largely, Howie, and this is really, I think, speaks to the definition of what we're talking about. They're, like, insignificant in the grand scheme of things right. in the NFL. Right. And I'm an old-school Dolphin fan. You might talk all you want about my Dolphins, but we got a record that has never been uh-huh. beaten. Yep, and Howie, and, and listen, you you saw it, you were around for it. I'm just saying, for someone like me, 
I don't want to keep having a harkening back to a time when I wasn't even alive. It's great for you. Like you, you were able Boomer to- Esiason and the, and the Bengals. Come on. <laughs> like, you, you, <laughs> you, like you were able to live it and enjoy it. Like I'm, I'm just trying to get something I can relate to other than Ricky Williams sabbatical. Thank you for the call. Howie 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Um, from a Dolphins perspective. The, oh, sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Are the Bengals even more embarrassing, though, because of those Marv Lewis years with the, the just getting arrested every other day? Like, it seemed that like they were help. bad, and then it was just the bad PR. No I, matter, I mean, Pac-Man Jones was probably 90% of those, but it seemed like there was trouble happening all the time. Maybe, but I also think that what Bengals fans would look at as more embarrassing is them having great regular seasons and flaming out in the playoffs all the time. The for a fan base, the glimmers of hope, and that's what the Lakers are doing. Like At least the Jets have largely been horrible, except for the two back-to-back AFC title game appearances. At least the Knicks have been downright horrible, except for a couple of finals appearances in the 90s. You know, But the, 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 the Bengals and what the Clippers, what the Bengals did and what the Clippers do is they make the playoffs and they dangle that out there saying, hey, we're good enough. We have star power. And the Clippers do it with star power. And, and the Bengals couldn't even be like the worst in their state. Like they were so bad, but right. they, they weren't, didn't even get to be the well, lovable losers. Well, that brings us to that team. The Browns are absolutely an unfortunate team, but think about Bengals. The Bengals are so unfortunate that the Browns got a movie. At least they got a movie made like, about they them. They get to be the lovable losers yeah. that everyone refers like, to as the Browns. At the least, Bengals you don't think about. Right. At least they got draft day. If you're the Bengals, you're just, oh, we're sad. Great movie. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm just glad that we're another year away before we actually have to have a mandatory viewing of draft day on the first round of the NFL draft that I didn't know was a thing until this past year. But from a Dolphins standpoint, 2008, I was covering the team. They made the playoffs, had that great season. Uh, they they knocked out Brett Favre in the final game. They win the AFC East. And then what happens? They have a home game, a home playoff game, and the Ravens come in and they get Ed Reeded. And uh, that was, like, it was just the perfect ending to a memorable season because it was so Dolphins to just sort of face plant. And that was it. And then it took a long time for them to get back to the postseason. Who are the saddest franchises in sports? The Clippers, Man, they are torture. They are just complete torture. The Dolphins, yep, they're absolutely up there. The Bengals, they're just completely insignificant. Who are the worst franchises in sports? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Ken Levick Alive is presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Speaking of fan bases, one got called out yesterday by a superstar basketball player. It was a little uncomfortable. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.